Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Tribe Beginner's Luck. Y'all, you've heard me probably say it so many times by now, but today is the day that I get to talk to an elite group of new triathletes that we get to welcome into the family. These are beginners who we've talked to previously and they have completed their first triathlon. I am so excited to welcome today, Ms. Tisa Holly, Matthew LaPointe, and Sadiq Stewart. Welcome everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you guys. And what I love the most, and I know that our listeners won't be able to see this because I can see you all, is the smiles on the face. It's like, woo! I'm done. I'm finished. I did it. So let's get right to the point. I'm going to start with Matthew, because I know your triathlon was first. So what I would like for you to tell our listeners is which triathlon you did and uh, just speak a little bit about how you feel. Uh, I did the Luray uh, International uh, Olympic Triathlon. Uh, took place uh, August 21st, I believe. And uh, uh, I mean, I think it went as well as I could have hoped and imagined. Um, you know, it was a little slower than my dream time. And it was, you know, definitely okay. better than my worst fears. So uh, I think I landed right where I was supposed to. Absolutely, which means it's a PR because it's your first, right? So you got a personal record. Come on. So many PRs. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll come back to you. But Tisa, tell us about your first race and where did you do it? And what are your overall thoughts about it? Got it. Well, I did the Westfield Sprint Triathlon. It was uh, Sunday, September the 12th in Chantilly, um, Virginia. Um, I thought I was going to, or my goal, I'll say it that way. My goal was to finish uh, within two hours and I finished in an hour and 39 minutes. So I was definitely satisfied with that number. I was quite apprehensive about my swim. I was a lot in 13 to 15 um, and I was able to get that done in eight minutes. So you know, I was I was pretty satisfied uh, with my overall performance for the first time I mean flip my bangs because that is dope she's like two hours and I finished in an hour and 30 minutes and then I was hoping for 15 minutes 13 to 15 minutes on the swim and finished in eight way to go everybody that is just so exciting and I love the fact that you guys were able to give it your best shot you both PR because it was your first race. So you were only up against yourself. And the fact that you were able to stick it out just shows so much about your willpower and everything that you over, had to overcome to do it. Now, let me make sure I heard this correctly. So Tisa, was your, yours was a sprint, correct? Yes. And Matthew, yours was an Olympic or was it a sprint? Olympic. Olympic. Okay. So we have two different distances here, which is really cool. So Matthew, I remember when we first talked to you um, a couple of weeks ago, 
you were talking about how you're you're a runner you're focusing on the run and then you fell into the this olympic uh you fell into triathlon what about this is different for you and what what sensation did you get as a result of doing three sports as it as compared to doing just one yeah i mean one thing that did is uh maybe it's a little bit of a little bit of age and experience or uh maybe it's a little doubt because of age and experience um but it made me go in uh easier than i would have as a younger guy um i would have tried to you know hit the water as hard as i could and you know hit the bike as hard as i could and you know and then i would have been crawling you know on the run and so i think that uh you know, the, the mix of sports was maybe a little bit less intimidating because I just, you know, I, I tried to be a little more realistic, I think with myself. Um, and I didn't, I didn't go too crazy. Um, uh, I, I will say though, um, even with that kind of mindset going in, uh, you know, I got in the water, um, and, uh, about probably a hundred or 200 meters out, I started thinking to myself as I felt like I was drowning. I thought, what am I doing? You are not prepared for this. Ugh. You're going to, you're going to die right here, right now. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, I thought it was, I, I just, you know, it was, it was all those, you know, questioning everything you've done in your life. You know, it was, it was a, I had a dark, you know, minute or two, um, you know, more than that really until I hit it probably about four <laughs> or 500 meters. And I think I got the blood flowing a little bit and then, um, and then it wasn't too bad after that. Um, so I, I think anyway, I think perspective though, and just trying to slow down a little bit was, uh, helped, helped me with this idea of doing the, the three sports. So how did you get yourself out of that dark place? Cause you're in the water. You're already probably semi-terrified. Did anything that we talked about previously? Cause I remember a very faint conversation about just take your time and breathe. Like, what did you do to get yourself out of that dark place while you were already in the open water? Well, I think it's the, um, to be honest, I think it's the swim preparation. So I know that whenever I've gone out on my swims, uh, I always feel tired and slow when I first get in the water and, you know, it takes me usually, you know, a few minutes to feel like I'm, I'm warmed up and I'm swimming better. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that I just, you know, I like, you know, I knew, you know, look, you just have to keep going for a minute or two here and you'll start feeling better. And so, and, and that's what happened. Um, so uh, honestly, I think it's just uh, the preparation helped me to, to see that part through. Okay. And um, were there any other moments in the race where you had some dark moments where you questioned your why? Uh, maybe not the why, but, uh, you know, the, the bike, um, you know, I, I had different parts of the race where, you know, I can go back and say, gosh, I wish I did this a little different or a little bit better. Um, uh, you know, my first transition, I was actually fixed on not trying to do it very fast. Um, because I, I have to put this big brace on my ankle. Um, and, you know, it's got all these laces and Velcro and it just, you know, I just, I wasn't going to try to like go crazy and get this thing. I, I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't setting any records out there other than my own. Mm -hmm. So for me, I thought, okay, look, I'm just going to, 
breathe, put my brace on. Uh, I drank an Ensure um, at my first transition. Um, you know, it's a lot of fast calories um, so that I had something in me, you know, for moving forward. Um, uh, the bike, um, you know, maybe I questioned, you know, going as fast as I did one or two times down there, there's a, there's a loop and there's a really, really big hill. Um, and, and you can get really flying. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't have gone quite as fast down the hill. So that's sort of retrospective. I maybe could have slowed that part down a little bit. Um, you know, a little bit of self-preservation wouldn't hurt there. Okay. So Tisa, let's talk about this eight minute swim. Tell us about your first sprint. Okay. So I think because with mine, it was the lane. So 10 lanes. Um, and so when I was getting ready to hit the first wall, the only thing that I could think was, this is the calmest you've ever been in your six months of training. I was amazed because one thing that I hadn't really done, I had told folks, you know, I was concerned about my swim, but I hadn't really been giving people the real details about my swims and how when I would get to the end, I would borderline hyperventilate. And even during my practice, I don't think there was ever a time I went to the pool for training purposes that I didn't have some type of an internal struggle. It might not have been a physical struggle, but an internal struggle. So as I'm swimming up and down the lanes, I'm like, I'm, I'm really impressed that I'm making it happen. And so it was so funny. Um, once I got out of the water, I walked kind of, and I, and I was walking saying like, you did it. But at the same time, people are running past me and I'm like, I wonder why is everybody running? And then probably within 20 seconds of that moment, I'm like, oh yeah, there's still more race to do. I was just so thrilled oh, that I had successfully made it through the swim part, didn't drown, didn't hyperventilate, that I was just kind of excited, thrilled. And then it was like, oh, all right. And so then I began to, you know, like pick up some speed, you know, so uh, to hear Matthew talk about, you know, that first transition being a little bit longer. Mine was longer because of the fact that I just had to like bask in the moment that I did the swim part. <laughs> and then like transition number two was definitely better when I like looked at the numbers and things of that sort. But um, yeah, I, I, um, I was really pleased. I mean, I knew I was going to do it, but I think the ease at which I did it, um, I was I was really impressed with myself. If anything, it's like the training did, it did pay off. And, you know, I have somewhere to, to build upon um, based off of um, this first try, especially with that swim component. Wow. I think what I love the most, and of course, we don't always have the time to do that, but that you took a moment and you just sat in the moment and you were present. That is amazing. And to your point of just, you did it. What an accomplishment. Swimming, I remember you mentioning was one of the areas in which you had, you have grown significantly and it wasn't where you was most comfortable. And so you wanted to start in a pool swim. And so the fact that you came in there and you were calm, it's just a testament to show you 
how you work under pressure. Mm. You know, like that swimming in a race is definitely pressure under fire. So I just commend you. And then I commend the fact I can just picture you here getting out of the pool and like, hmm, with a smile on your face, like I did this. And then you think it's like as if you were having an out of body experience. You're like, oh, I got to keep moving. I got to go. That was literally how it was. Literally. I mean, I just gracefully walked over to get my glasses and was walking towards the bikes. This is like, oh my gosh, pick up the pieces, girl. There's, there's two more, two more pieces of this to be done. (laughs) Wow. What a day. So tell me about your bike. Okay. So biking was 100% what I thought it would be. Um, And if anything, that was where I was able to gain some time, um, you know, mounted up and got out there. There was just like, and I, I was, I was disappointed in myself because heels, it may sound ironic, but I like heels. Actually, it's just like I see a heel coming, I gear down, zoom. If anything, I feel like uh, heel work separates like amateurs from those that you know have something going on. And I could potentially in a group ride be middle to the rear, but let a heel come. These people that think they're like super duper fast, I'm like you're down, and I'm gone. It's like now you can't catch up with me, you know. And so there was like this little heel that just like took me out. I'm like, this is I'm taking on heels so much bigger. Um, so I think of the whole biking, this little heel was the part, and it was a, a double loop, so we had to do the same thing twice. Um, and both times. And so the second time I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that heel. I'm gonna get it. Still just like, put, 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 put like what in the world? So, you know, so the biking, the biking was what I thought it would be minus this little baby heel. So I guess that keeps you humble at the same time. <laughs> A little slice of humble pie never hurts anybody, you know? <laughs> never hurts anybody but the fact that you like heels and like to eat them for breakfast I do believe you are in the the lower percentile of those who love heels so kudos to you and Matthew I know Lorraine had some heels too so are the, you comfortable the hills the hills caught me off guard uh so I, I had this idea of what my bike time was going to be and uh you know, I, I think I did not have my bike time aligned with like what the geography was. Right? <laughs> I love that. So it's like, yeah, I got out there. And I mean, like I said, there were some big hills. It meant there were some big fast downhills, but you know, all the down you got to go, you got to go back up. So um, there was, uh, it was the amount of effort I put into the bike was what I planned on putting in, but the speed that I did was not the speed I had hoped to have. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it's actually, I, I, I had a couple of uh, funny little technical dumb things that I did too. Okay. Um, you know, so I, I got ready for the race, you know, I, I'm packing up everything and I brought a pump, right? Cause I'm gonna pump my tires just before the race. Um, and uh, you know, you just wanna make sure everything's right and adjusted and stuff before you get on your bike. And uh, you know, I get out there and I'm riding and as I'm going down this really big hill and just flying down this hill, I, I'm looking back and I can, I'm kind of tucked and I can see the back tire is like kind of wiggling a little bit. And I didn't have a lot of great control. Um, and it is the fastest I've ever been on a bike in my life. 
And I'm, that is not an exaggeration. Um, and, you know, then I remembered, I didn't pump up my tires before the race. Oh my God. So it's like, you know, you know, I don't have the most fancy tire. I know some of the tires have really high pump, you know, like PSI, you know, for how, how much you pump them up. Mine, I think the top end is like 85. Okay. So, you know, for a road kind of type thing, I'd probably pump them up pretty close to that. Um, after the race, you know, I checked and my tires were like 40 PSI. So like they were, they were way underinflated. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was a hit, um, for sure. And, uh, you know, my son, um, had ridden my bike and adjusted the seat and I forgot to adjust the seat before the race. And it was about halfway. And it, this shows you just how inexperienced though I am, right? If you were an experienced biker, you would have gotten on your bike and one second you would have said, this isn't right. You know, but for me, I, I get on the bike and, you know, it's, I'm just not that experienced. So, you know, I'm riding it before, you know, a long ways before I realized I forgot to adjust the seat. And it was probably two inches too short, the seat, you know, like, I mean, it was a lot, you know, it was way off. Um, so, uh, you know, there's just, there's a lot of kind of live and learn kind of moments, I guess, you know, there's absolutely a lot of experience. That's crazy that you say live and learn and you call it a like a laughable moment because my laughable moment actually came with the run. So once again, I return the bike and I'm heading out for my run. I drop off the bike and I take off. What you didn't hear me say is I took off my helmet. Oh yeah. I went 3.1 miles with my helmet on because I didn't know the trail. So I didn't know if I threw it down, if I was going to be coming back by and I didn't want to take it off and have it on my wrist because that's just an extra weight. So the best thought that I had in that moment, once I realized I wasn't turning back, we just going to leave it on our head. It's comfortable. And we're just going to be proudly running with a helmet on our head. And I mean, people along the way are like, ma'am, you have your helmet. And I'm just like, I know I left it on. I forgot, you know, and it became a laugh. And at the very end, this one lady came up to me and was like, good job, good job. But you'll always be remembered as helmet head. You'll always be remembered <laughs> as helmet head. I was like, thanks lady. Thanks a lot. Like, I'm glad it's funny. You know what I'm saying? If not, I think I might want to take it personally. So I definitely get, you know, being a novice at this whole thing. Like, it was you def really you're definitely not the first. And I've heard actually about some, you know, very experienced triathletes that have done the same thing, you know? So I, I think this is a, this is an affliction of all levels of experience. Got it. I appreciate the compliment. You make me feel better about myself, Matthew. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I am cracking up because this is what it's all about. <laughs> this is what it's all about. You know, it's those, that, that, that first time you do it and you look back on it and you're like, did I really do that? So I just want to kind of go back and hit some moments because you guys, I love the banter and I love how you just, you know, I'm just still laughing. Like, I don't mean to laugh, <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, it's, 
when you think back on it, it's funny. In the moment, you're like, this is so dumb. How did I do this? But when you look back on it, you can laugh about it. So I'm just grateful about it. So, okay, let me get myself together. Matthew, you were so focused on your bike pump and forgetting to pump your tires. That's where your speed came from. That is exactly where your speed came from and the fact that you were in the wrong position. So because we had this live and learn moment, we are able to, uh, um, you know, just have this live and learn moment. You can now come back and say, what I'm going to do next time is first thing in the morning, I am going to pump my tires. You know, I'm going to make sure that my tires are pumped. And what's a good rule of practice, and I'm learning this this year, and I've been in the game seven years, so let's just be really real um, here. Doing a ride the day before. So doing a ride the day before, it allows you to get your gears in set and get your gears in motion of where you want to be when you come out of transition. My first year doing it is this year, doing that pre-ride of 20 minutes, just making sure everything works together. Because being two inches below, your knees, you know, you probably was like hurting and you're, you're shaking your head like I was, cause you're a pretty tall guy. And so, um, wow, that is just incredible and a good learning lesson for you because now you have a reason why your tires are wobbly and you weren't getting the speed. So here's the deal you now know what the issue was, you learn from it. And then next time you make sure you do your checklist the day, the day before. Tisa girl, helmet head. I love it. I am officially calling you helmet head from now on. So whenever you guys see Dr. Helmet head, be sure to put some respect on that Dr. Helmet head first. That is so hilarious. Um, uh, Maria, uh, was telling me about her friend who did the bike in their wetsuit. Let me tell you, stuff happens. People, uh, it, it gets wild out there in these streets. So I am just, you're not the only one, but you are officially Helmet Head. So welcome to the triathlon world, Helmet Head. Thank you. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Sadiq, how you doing? I'm good, Mashanda. How are you? Good, 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 good. Just to kind of catch everybody. you. Sorry, sorry, I'm late. Hello. See, nobody even knew you relate until you said you relate because we are always in the, already in the podcast. Look at that. <laughs> Oops, no, nah, I was here the whole time. I was joking. But this is a, <laughs> but no, this is a good thing because I'm about to put your uh, your bike club out there. Um, that's what KRT does. They show up fashionably late. So shout out to KRT for their members always being fashionably late. So if you invite them anywhere, just know they'll come stylish yet fashionably <laughs> late. All right, you can tell them I said that and I'll get in trouble for it later, but I'm okay with that. So shout out to KRT. So tell us about your race that you did and how did you do, where did you do it at? Um, so I did the uh, Medford Lakes Triathlon. Um, it's in Medford, New Jersey. Um, I, guess, I guess you would say it's a, va a variation of a sprint. Um, the swim was uh, 450 meters. Uh, the bike was 20, no, yeah, the bike was 20 miles and then the, the run was a, was a 5k. So, so 3.2 uh, miles. Um, it took me about an hour and 20, hour and 28 minutes was, uh, was my time. 
Okay. Um, I thought I, I wanted to do it in, in like an hour 40. Um, so I actually, I actually, I did really, really well based on the standard that I kind of pulled out of the sky for myself. Um, I was, uh, very, very, very happy. Like I, I, I think I executed the plan pretty much, uh, the way that I, I had set out to. Um, the only thing that I think I would change going forward, um, I, I, I've really underestimated that swimming. My swim was really, really short. Um, but when I got, when I got like out of the water, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm strong on the bike and I'm strong, I'm strong running, but that swim was like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was hectic. Yeah. And the swim is, but you're actually a swimmer, if I remember correctly, right? Oh, I grew, I grew up light lifeguarding. Um, so I, I, I swim, I'm a strong swimmer, but and I did, and I did train for it, but I, I don't know, like, you know, you know what I mean? When you start out, it's like you're breathing, you know what I mean? Every couple of strokes and like, as you get deeper in, it's like, a, now you're breathing every stroke. I had to be like a hundred and a hundred, 150 meters in. And I was already breathing on every, on every stroke. Like, I don't know if I was like nervous or like what, but I'm just like, man, I need some air. <laughs> like, <this> is- <laughs> Well, I'm glad you oh, got the air you needed, my friend. Yes. Wow. So what did you learn while you were out there swimming? Did you, uh, I know Matthew, he was saying how he was just like uh, kind of rethinking life when he was out there on the swim. So what were you thinking about while you were on the swim? Oh, my, I just kept thinking like, I can't, I can't touch the bottom. You know what I mean? Like in my, and you know what? My, my mom came and she like, bought she bought my nephew and he's, um, he's, he's, uh, he's just starting to get into like organized sports or, or I should say he's starting to get to the age where he actually like cares about winning and losing. And I mean, we, we have all our talks about not giving up and trying your best and like, like, let me stick, let me, you know what I mean? I'm like, let me stick to it stick to it stick to it that was uh that, that was pretty much all that I had I mean I'm happy I'm happy they showed up um I would have gotten through it regardless but that was a little little added in, in, incentive got to got to practice what you preach right absolutely absolutely I love that whole I needed some air you trust and believe that will be on the social media have you ever been just like I needed some air on the swim <laughs> I love it I love it so um tell us about your bike Sadiq um, so I, I came out of the, uh, I came out of the water ahead of, you know what I mean? Like my, my teammates and that, I didn't, I didn't know that because again, like I was, I, I was struggling in the, in the, in the, not really struggling, but it felt, it felt bad. Um, so I got, I got on the bike and I, I remember sharing with you that like, I really, I really, really, um, don't do well with wet feet. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I, I took a bucket and I was sitting on my bucket. I'm like, I'm like drying my feet. I'm in between my toes. Like we had, we ran off a beach. So I'm like getting all the sand off my feet. And like <laughs> my, uh, my, my, my bike, my bike transition, what, what was indeed like, like time for me to sit down, gather myself. I drank some water, um, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I jogged out um pretty 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 quickly um we were staggered by like by like age and and I guess a bit level so a lot of the um like a lot of the people that that were ahead of me were older than I than I was uh you know what I mean so I was picking people off on a bike which kind of felt good but then like every once in a while like somebody 
Sorry, we're having some connection issues actually a little bit. So we'll let you get settled and we'll come back to you in just a second. Okay, sorry about that. No problem. So what I heard, or at least what I have heard through all of you is you guys had these goals. Tell me, and, and I get the reason for setting goals, but it's your first one. So why was it such a need to put expectations on your first race? For me, I was trying to limit my expectations. I was trying to put sort of a cap so that I could finish the race and be successful. Um, so it was important to think, you know, what's possible um, so that I would, you know, I wouldn't try to swim as hard as I could. You know, if, if you swim too hard, right, then you, you end up, you know, killing yourself for the whole race. Um, I think one, one of my friends who's a real experienced um, triathlete says, said to me that, uh, you know, nobody ever wins a triathlon in the water, but a lot of people lose it there. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I didn't want to go too fast in the water. Um, and, uh, you know, I sort of just carried that through to the, to the bike, you know, like, you know, if you go out there and you think that you're an athlete, you know, at an age and a fitness that you're not, you know, you're going to, you're going to regret it. And, you know, so to me, that's what it was about. Um, setting those goals was to really finish the race in a better way than I would have, I think otherwise. Okay. Tisa. Yeah. And I would agree with Matthew having never done it before and just training with yourself and knowing what you're able to do. I think for me, by setting out like the goals was to just make sure that I didn't allow myself necessarily to slack off uh, if, if and when it got challenging or potentially want to quit. I knew I wasn't going to quit, but to just lighten up the load or like, oh, well, you know, and come up with excuses by just knowing kind of what's my range of how I wanted to finish each one. It kept me pressing and was really just pressing against myself and, and nobody else. Okay. And Sadiq. Um, I, I, agree, I agree with what Tisa said. Uh, definitely set some goals for myself to try to, to make sure, make sure that I push myself. Um, I knew that I, I definitely was going to finish cause I wasn't going to quit. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that when I got finished, like it, it could be a time that I could be, you know what I mean? Like some somewhat proud of. Um, and then let's be, be being a competitive person. I also wanted to beat, you know what I mean? Like the guys on my team or the guys that I, that I, that I, uh, that I did, that I did the race with. So that was, that was important to me as well. So um, without those, uh, without those two things, you know what I mean? Like you kind of just run the risk of, of, ju- of just being there. And I, and I, and I didn't want to do that. So. Oh, you needed some bragging rights. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, and I and I did and I did and I did beat them as as well. So I like want want to put want to put that out there. Oh, okay, I did, okay. Did beat them. I mean, do you want to add some names so it you know it can be all out there? You want to you want to put them on blast? Uh, I mean, no, if you froggy uh, jump. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't name any names. They 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 are my friends, and I and I kind of coerced them into doing the race to begin with. So I I I'll leave I'll leave their names out. The oh, next they, one, they, the next they one they I'll, I'll name names. Exactly. They know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So we've done this race. We finished it. We checked off our goals. I want to know what was your favorite part of training? 
jump in first on this one. Um, my favorite, my favorite part of training was was honestly like the first time that I did uh, the first time I did a brick. I just was like, oh, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. Like I rem- I I did my um, I think I did a I did a bike into a run first, and I remember like my legs they just like they just I just I I, I was float I was floating and I'm 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 a pretty I'm a pretty decent. I'm a pretty decent, decent runner. I usually run, run at about a, a seven, seven twenty mile pace. And at some point I looked down at my watch and I was like sub seven. And I'm just like, and I didn't think I was moving. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is this is really, really interesting. Um, so I, I would definitely say the days that I did multiple disciplines, um, it kind of kind of just showed me like, oh, all right, this is this is what this is going to feel like. Um, I remember the first time like like running with a uh with my uh, with a with a with a with a, with a wetsuit on, and it's just like, ooh, this I, I didn't like that. So the brick the bricks definitely are the most memorable parts of my uh, of my training. So so I got a funny story about bricks. I didn't actually know what a brick was, and I had never done a brick before the day of my race. Wow. So my first brick ever was at the race. So beforehand, I had I had done. Uh, I had done some where I would swim and I'd hop out of the pool and then I would, uh, I'd run home from the pool. Um, so I had that, you know, sort of, it's not the same as a brick, but I was trying to, you know, see kind of what it would be like to move really kind of after the swim. Um, but, uh, no, I, I have a, you know, one of these Garmin watches and, and after I finished the triathlon, you know, I, I got my little brick award. And then I was like, oh, you know, I've seen that word around triathlons. You know, I probably should look it up and see what that means. And, you know, so I didn't even know what a brick was until after the race. Whoa, I love it. I love so, uh, it. All this learning we're doing. I love <laughs> it. All this learning. Okay, Tisa. Um, my favorite part uh, will probably be just the biking um, because um, I knew how often a week I needed to bike. And so um, it was good from the standpoint of I got introduced to so many different biking clubs, um, you know, did some just jumped on roads with friends or what have you. And so just the opportunity to not allow myself to be limited to say, hey, if I need to be out there two times a week, all right, you're available on Wednesday, bet. Okay, who on Instagram riding on Saturday in the morning time? Okay, that's the group, you know, and a lot of times it would be with sheer strangers. And I really don't, didn't care, um, you know, that I was riding with strangers. It was like, hey, I prefer group rides. I don't like really uh, riding alone. So let me find somebody, anybody um, that's out uh, to be able to go. And um, so that was, that was rather new for me because I sometimes tend to stick with what's familiar. And so I knew I had this goal and a part of reaching the goal was in some ways being uncomfortable um, and just getting out there and doing what was necessary. Love it. You you would come a stranger and leave with family because that's right. what the cycling community is about and triathlon community for that matter. Well, did you guys have fun at your triathlon? Like, was it fun to you? Because we had these goals, we had these faux pas, but did you have fun? Definitely. It was a, I mean, it was a, a great experience. Um, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate to have, you know, support of some friends. Um, I had, uh, you know, 
a couple of my friends that had uh, that suggested that I do the race. Um, you know, they they signed up for the race. I don't know that they would have signed up for it had they not told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, another friend that I worked with was in the race, and you know, and they're all great athletes. And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, leading up to the race, you know, a lot of good advice. Um, so I was just lucky to have like you know some real experienced, uh, mentors, you know, to, to look to, um, you know, so that I could ask people if, you know, about my training plan, or, you know, I had a friend of mine that took a lot of time to, you know, walk me through the whole race and explain to me, you know, the transitions and, you know, just kind of all the technical stuff about the races that you don't think about, um, you know, about getting your transition areas set up, right. And, you know, just the different kind of things you might run into during the day, um, nutrition, you know, while you're out, you know, for, you know, doing a distance, you know, you, you burn a lot of calories. Um, so, uh, anyway, I was, I was really grateful to have, uh, you know, a lot of support around me. Yeah. I would say I had fun. Um, I would also, uh, want to give a personal shout out to Mashonda because when I woke up, um, that morning I had a text from her and she basically said, you've trained now have fun. And I am the type that I could get so laser focused on my goal and drive that I forget to have fun along the way. So it was just like to start my morning with that, those instructions, if you will, I was like, okay, have fun. Then like another text came in and it said, have fun. Then these two girls at the hotel where I was staying, uh, they came up to me, heard this is your first triathlon just have fun. And so that started to become the theme that everyone was saying morning of. And so I'm like, okay, get out your head and just simply have fun. And I naturally, like I naturally smile. Um, And so when I got to the run and was starting to kind of fizzle out, I was still smiling. And so there were people assigned to the trail to, you know, cheer you on and things of that sort. And so as I was coming along with my helmet on my head, I was smiling and they're like, oh my gosh, she's smiling. How could you be smiling at a time like this? Then when I came back and passed that same group, they're like, you're encouraging us. Oh my gosh, you're running and you're smiling and you swam and you, and you. And what they didn't realize was by like just acknowledging my smile. I'm like, I'm helping somebody else. But they're also helping me to remain focused, to make sure I have my fun, to make sure that I finish, but, you know, just truly take it all in, you know. So by the time I got to the finish line and the only thing I could say was I did it, I'm like, and I had fun. Like, I didn't stress myself out in the process. It was just like, just get in there, do your very best and enjoy this whole experience because you worked for it. And now you're at the finish line. Like, girl, you did that. I'm here for it. Sadiq's smiling. He's like, of course I had fun. <laughs> no, I am I am laughing. Did you say you were running with your helmet on? <laughs> yes, Sadiq. I, <laughs> I, I missed the whole, I missed the whole helmet that. hair hair joke. <laughs> is that, is that... <laughs> I'm, right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't want to rehash that for you. It's okay. Um <laughs> um but but yeah j- just like uh just like just like Matthew said I had I had I had a blast just because I, I ended up having so much support like I was just like telling people that I was doing doing the race I was you know because I was excited I mean but 
nobody's ever come to like watch me run marathons or anything else. I didn't, I didn't expect anything. And like my team showed up and like force and like my mom, she came with like my, with my, with my nephew and she bought like her, her, her guy friend and like one of the, the, the lady that I uh, met at like the swim instructor, she showed up, she helped me set up and it just was a, uh, it just was it just was a reminder that like hey you know what i mean like th this is supposed to be you know what i mean like like a fun a fun thing cuz i often i lose sight of that you know what i mean like like just being so competitive it's just like i just want to i want to beat everybody and then i want to do the best that i can do and like lose sight of that but like uh like 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 uh uh Tisa was saying you know what i mean like you come through certain checkpoints you know what i mean like people like waving at you and and it's just like oh snaps wow jeez i'm here so yes, I I had a great time and and, and it was definitely a result of the, the people that came out to, uh, to to kind of lend some support. So are we going to keep trying? We've had fun. So are we going to continue to do triathlons? And it's silent, and it's still. Silent. I'm waiting for everybody else to answer. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, it got real. It got real quiet. quiet. <laughs> I just want to see how I'll do under the social pressure, depending on what everybody else says. Well, I'm 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 hooked. I'm all I'm all in. Uh, one of my one of my teammates, he um he 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 wants us to do a half Ironman um next June um down in somewhere down in Virginia, and I'm like I'm all, I'm all, I'm all about it. So I'm in. I'm 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 in for the long haul. So he skips the Olympic. I want to do like a full Ironman. Ironman. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll do the. I'll, I'll get in the Olympic in to practice. But um, I think wow. that uh, I think that the uh, I think I think that the full Ironman is my ultimate fitness goal, um, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going until I until I get that. So, okay, I love it. I love it, Matthew. Uh, I, I I would I lean towards no, yeah. No no, pre no pressure, Matthew. Oh no, I'm uh. So you know I got to be careful because you know. Uh, you know, my wife might listen to this and, and, and if I tell her that I'm going to keep going and doing more triathlons, you know, I might get in trouble, but uh, I, I, you know, the, I, I think that there are more triathlons in my future. So uh, I don't know, I don't have a race yet, um, but uh, you know, we'll see how I do over the winter and, you know, what kind of training I can get in and, and uh, who knows, but I, I expect to do another. Awesome. And the lady of the hour, come on. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see me doing it again. Um, I think the, the, the easier side of me is to do like a relay. Um, but then having done, having done it, I'm like, you could do this again. I'm like, I think for me, it just, it, it boils down to, but do I want to? So, um, you know, we'll see, like I said, I could do, I feel like I could, I would do a relay team, um, way faster than I would set out to do all three, you know, again, but I'll, I'll, I'll be doing it. You got to have redemption. You, you have to have one where you're, you're not running with your helmet. <laughs> Look, see, I bought the outfit. And the economics of only doing one race doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That little onesie was a lot of money. So I'm going to have to have to do at least a couple more. Get back in those, uh, get back in that spandex. I was actually at the, um, the shop when you bought your first onesie, which is how we uh, met. Yeah. 
I love it. Um, and relays, let me just be clear. Relay is how I got started in this. And relays after doing Eagle Man Relay this year, which is a half iron relay, it really is so fun and the way to go. And it's a good entry point to introduce your friends into the triathlon sport. It's a really good way to just kind of get in and get your feet wet. So off season is coming upon us. Do you have any more races this year? Or are you moving into off season and what will you do during off season? I mean, I've told you that I've got my eyes set on the Richmond marathon right now. Okay. Um, so I've been, uh, this, uh, this was just like, it sort of fit perfect in with my training to do the, the triathlon. Um, it was right at the right, you know, cycle in my training as I headed towards Richmond. Um, so uh, I don't know what I do after Richmond. I don't know what the off-season training looks like. That's where I'm going to start talking to my, you know, experienced friends and try to see what they have, you know, what plan they can help me come up with. But, uh, you know, right now I'm just stacking up miles to, uh, to, to get ready for Richmond. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any more races lined up for this year. Um, I was considering the St. Jude Half Marathon. Um but I'm just going to save um, the half marathon for next year and train for that. Kind of like how I train for this. Um, if anything, my off season, I'm just going to continue with my strength training um, that I've been doing. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to even return to the pool, but I have already uh, made plans to go swimming tomorrow. I'm very shocked at myself. Like you're going back to the pool. And I feel like I want to go back to just even the more just shelter tell myself and show myself like you're better than you think you can always improve, but like you did it. And I want to just kind of like do it in the body of water where I have been, um, been training. So I'm not going to let up on any of the three, um, sports so that when I determine and set out to do another one, um, it'll, it'll still be kind of a part of me and I'll just focus in on whatever plan um, to be able to get me ready for the race. All right. I love it. Um, I, I do. I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, any, any races, um, uh, uh, scheduled. Um, but I just, I'll just continue, continue to be active. You know what I mean? Like, like throughout the winter months. Um, and then as the weather, as the weather breaks, I'll, uh, you know, begin to get back into the, the different disciplines. Um, but from what I understand, we're actually supposed to start training in January. Uh, for the half Iron Man, so they they may uh, have me dust off my dust off my my my, my pool membership uh, sooner than than I expected to because I already canceled mine. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm done, son. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, wow. So we have one who's on the fence about doing a full, you know, doing the whole three triathlons again and she's like I'm getting back in the pool and one is like yeah I'm gonna do an Ironman but canceled their membership you see how that's backwards I don't understand <laughs> but you know whatever works for you it works we all have our different processes to get to our finish line and so do what you do boo and I'm excited for all of you my final question as we wrap up and I think this will be so helpful for those who are listening what would you tell a person who might be tri-curious and on the fence. After your first experience, how would you encourage someone to get in here and give it their best shot and try? For me, this is uh, this was about three years in the making, right? So I didn't just wake up and say, oh, you know, I'm going to do a triathlon, right? I mean, I told you 
that my decision to do the triathlon was actually really short before it. Um, I looked it up. I looked up the date. It was July 14th. I emailed my friend and said, I'm going to do Luray. And the race was on August 21st. So just over a month before the race is when I decided I was going to do a triathlon. Um, now I had started running almost three years, you know, before that to try to get into shape. And I had been pretty consistent over that period of time. And it wasn't until I got injured that it put me in the pool and then from the pool to the bike. And so I kind of, I told you, I, I became the accidental triathlete where I, I trained for it because of an injury and then it just, it worked out. Um, so I guess my advice would be, you know, that you need to, you know, take your time, you know, the, you know, just about everybody, the race is against you. You know, most of us aren't racing against anybody else. Um, I know I'm not racing against anybody else. And so it's, it's really about getting in shape and feeling good. And, you know, when I, when I went out to run three years ago, you know, a mile, you know, would, would gas me, right. It was hard, you know, and, you know, now I can run a lot more and, you know, and it's just, it's like a building process. And if you're just patient, be patient, Mm -hmm. um, and be okay with that being a process. Right. And don't, and don't hate the process, you know, like the process, Mm -hmm. um, enjoy the moment, right. You said, what do you enjoy about, you know, what aspect of training and to be truthful, I just enjoy training. I love going out and running. Um, and you know, it's when I get out there and I start moving and I just, I feel, you know, in a good place. Um, you know, so I know I've got that hour or whatever, every day where I'm going to just be able to just relax and detox and, you know, feel good about the world. That's good stuff, Matthew. Good stuff. Yeah. I know the last time we were together, I talked about the fact that I can do hard things. Um, and so with that whole notion, hard things, once you do them, they're like temporary. So it's temporarily hard, like on the other side of now having completed it, a triathlon is no longer a hard thing. It's not something that overwhelms me. It's not something that's going to take the best of me. So it's a process. Um, And as Matthew spoke to kind of enjoy the process, but don't allow yourself to be intimidated because something seems hard. Just go step by step, uh, solicit support, help, training, ask questions, be okay messing up, but just keep going because on the other side of your race is a victory and the fact that like I did that and it's um, and you feel better having done it as opposed to not having ever attempted to do a hard thing. So I would tell that person, just do what's necessary to get the job done. Okay. That's real good. Thank you so much, Tisa. And I would kind of say, uh, like, put on a little, little bit from from both of what they what they said. Um, like Matthew, like Matthew said, like you're racing, you're racing against yourself. Uh, nobody but yourself. So whether you whether you're doing doing this because you want to improve your physical fitness, your 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 uh, your, your mental fitness. Whatever it is that that, that you want to accomplish, um, kind kind of set set out with that goal in mind and, and, and tackle it. I think that 
that the uh, that the community that you that you uh, begin to surround yourself with also uh, kind of lends to the, uh, the the thrill the thrill of it, the thrill of it all. Um, I say I say all the time like I used to I, I started uh, riding my bikes like I started riding with KRT um, just as an alternative to running so much and pounding on my knees and now it's like I probably I probably ride my bike more than more than I more more than I run uh, mo- most of the time and it's, it's it's really because of that uh because of that community um, that I was able to build so in in training for the triathlon I met um, I met, I met a, a woman that, um, that instructed me on the swim side, uh, who's become a friend. Um, I met, uh, a, a woman that swims at the pool who does, who's done, she's an older woman. She's done like, like four, uh, Ironmans and she's like still, still going. So just the community that you can, can build. Um, and then the, uh, the personal growth that, that, that you, you experience, I think are both, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty great aspects and reasons to kind of get, get into, uh, triathlons. All of these are some really, uh, just really great reasons on why you should try. And I just want to piggyback on the community. There is no community like the tri community. And I can't express this enough. I think throughout the fabric of this podcast series, or at least the first season, that is the one thing that has resonated with most of my guests is that the community. And I have to echo that there is nothing like the tri community. And, uh, For those of you who are just listening, I know I'm not a quote unquote beginner triathlete, but I do want to just encourage you to just try it, try it via a relay, you know, go out there and do a duathlon, but you don't have to start at an Ironman distance or a long course distance, start at a distance that's comfortable and attainable for you. There's multiple distances. You can do a super sprint. You can do a sprint. You can do an Olympic. You can do a half and you can do a full course triathlon. So right there in itself, that was like five different ones. And then you can break them down into duathlons, aqua bike. There's multiple variations for you to get in and just test the water. But what I will guarantee you is the moment you go out there to either volunteer, do a relay or to do your first race, you will be hooked by the electrifying atmosphere that a triathlon brings. So I encourage you to go volunteer, look, see, go cheer on your friends, support them. And let that be the hook that draws you into this beautiful sport. Well, that is it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Tisa, Matthew, and Sadiq for coming on again to share your stories. And uh, we just look forward to keeping We look forward to following up on you next year and seeing where this journey takes you. This is not the last time. I hope that you will be on uh, Try Beginner's Luck, but I am just so grateful that the journey for you guys is really just beginning. So thank you so much. And remember, whenever you try Beginner's Luck, you always in. I'm Ashonda Miles, your host, and I'm out. Have a good day. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but it's also that time of the year where we start to think about resolutions. So let's commit to you in 2022. With the No Limits Resolution Challenge starting from January 3rd through February 27th, this challenge is designed for beginners and features eight weeks of training to help jumpstart your routine after the holidays. Are you ready? Let's do this. Let's get ready to commit to you in 2022 by visiting www.nolimitsendurance.com backslash resolution hyphen challenge. All proceeds go to Girls on the Run.
Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.